Good morning, everybody. Uh, I know you don't want to be reminded of this, but in 2020, we have seen an incredible amount of changes. Like almost everything about our lives and our experiences and our interactions with other people has been affected, has been changed or adjusted or altered in some way in this year. And, ho and hopefully, eventually, everything or at least most everything is going to change back and go back to what we're used to but things have just been different this year do you ever think back uh, one year ago to where you were or, or what was happening in your life maybe I'm the only one who does that but kind of seasonally especially around holidays uh, I tend at some point just to kind of reflect on what was happening a year ago what was I thinking what was I worried about what, uh, what, what, what was I doing? Who are the people that I was around? Maybe over Thanksgiving, maybe over Christmas. You, you think about the previous Christmas. There's even a Christmas song called Last Christmas, right? But I'm not supposed to mention Christmas songs yet. I, I, I get that. Yeah, I, I tend to reflect on what's different this year versus last year what is different what, what has changed in 2020 let me let me mention some of them and some of them are obvious we're 10 months older than we were at the beginning of 2020 right we're 10 months farther into our life that has changed that is true we've made 10 more months of mortgage payment right if you pay the bills if if you pay the mortgage that you've made 10 more months payments of mortgage bills maybe you have less debt now than you used to have or maybe you have more debt now than you used to have those things have changed right we've uh, some of us have lost weight in the, the last 10 months some of us have gained weight the last 10 months that's changed right some of us gained weight and then lost weight or lost weight and then gained weight all of these changes uh, that happen in our life some of them are very normal uh, some of them are out of the the ordinary one year ago we were blissfully ignorant of the coronavirus right w one year ago People wore masks in other countries. We would see it on the news sometimes, and we never thought much about it. We thought, well, yeah, over there where, where there are outbreaks, where pandemics happen, somewhere over there, yeah, I guess they have to wear masks. And we fast forward one year, and we've all worn masks, and we've bought masks, and there are stores you, you, you are required to wear masks in, just completely. A complete change from anything we've ever experienced before um, at least so far we have all survived the toilet paper shortage of 2020 we made it through it may come back for all we know it, we don't know what's ahead but we know we survived the last one I wish I had a dollar for every time my wife comes home from the grocery store and says they run out of the craziest things during a pandemic and they do. We've, we've had to make do with our grocery shopping in 2020. There was a hand sanitizer shortage. We're kind of over that now too. But back in the early days, there was a hand sanitizer shortage. There was a soap shortage, which if you think of it, it's kind of a bad combination to have a toilet paper shortage and a soap shortage at the same time. That's not a good 
combination. Uh, schools have changed. If you are a teacher, thank you so much. You have had to adjust and create and, and work on the fly just to get through the school year last year and then to get started with the school year. This year we had online school and in-person school and hybrid schools and some of us parents realize teachers deserve a massive pay increase because we've had to do some of the teaching for ourselves. Schools have changed. Colleges have changed. I have two college students and a high school student. Colleges have changed. There's back and forth and same thing online and hybrid and every other class you go in person. All of these changes. Sports have changed. Uh, we had seasons that were canceled and then seasons that were restarted and shorter seasons and conference-only schedules and then interruptions in those schedules because of coronavirus outbreaks, this constant back and forth, not, not to mention uh, they've played to empty stadiums or 90,000 fans have been replaced by cardboard cutouts or 15,000 people in an 80,000 stadium. Things have, things have changed this year. Church has changed. Like our experience has, has changed. We're still the church. We're still doing ministry. We're still connected to one another, but church had to change in 2020 we went through a season where we didn't have in-person services uh, your experience uh, as uh, our online congregation that's changed many of you have watched church online far more than you ever have in the past uh, the way we manage our gatherings the number of seats that we have the new protocols all of the precautions that we've had to think about all of that has changed in 20, we've seen just an enormous amount of change. Not to mention, we've had political changes. Uh, we had a change to the Supreme Court not long ago. We just had an election. Congress, the makeup of Congress is going to be changing. Um, we don't mention this uh, on the online video, but I'm actually recording this on Friday. As of the time that I started this message, we still don't know who the next president is going to be. It's leaning towards Biden. Uh, as I start today, you probably know a lot more than I know if you're watching this on Sunday. They haven't made a call yet as of this recording, but there's likely going to be a lot of changes politically. The balance of power is shifting today. And thinking of this week and the election and political changes, let's acknowledge that in our church, in journey, however this turns out, as it looks like we're going to have a, a, a different president at the beginning of next year, but however it turns out, there are people at Journey who are, who are going to be disappointed in the outcome of the election. Uh, there are people at Journey who are going to be discouraged by the outcome of the election, who are going to be frustrated by the outcome of the election, maybe even angry about aspects of the election. There are people who are going to be fearful 
because of the outcome of this election. But, but let's also say that here at Journey, uh, an, another very real truth for the people who call Journey home is there are people at Journey who are going to be very relieved by the way the presidential election works out. Uh, there are people who are going to be encouraged by who, whoever the next president is going to be. There are people who are going to be very hopeful as a result of the election. They're going to be excited. They're going to be joyful. We have people who are experiencing both of those emotions over the change that is happening in our political system. For many of us, our mood has changed this week. Either it's changed in a negative direction, it's changed for the worse, or our mood, because of what we anticipate happening politically, our, our, changes, our mood has changed for the better. It's become more positive. It's become uh, more hopeful. Our outlook has changed. Our anticipation for the future has changed, right? Not, not just this week, but more so than other years, there's, there's been this unusual, exhausting amount of change. But, but here's what we want to acknowledge today. God has not changed this week because of the election or anything else. God has not changed this week or even this year. 2020 has not caused God to change. God has not changed this week or this year or ever. Regardless of what happened on Tuesday, it didn't change God or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday or, or whenever the next president is announced. It will not change God. All of the chaos of 2020, all of the unusual events of 2020, all of the way our lives have changed, God has not changed. There, there's never been a time when God has changed. There's never been a tragedy or a catastrophe. There's never been an election that has changed God. There's, there's a word we use in Christian theology to describe this reality of God. It, it, it's a doctrine. It's something that we believe to be true about God based on His Word. It's the word immutable. We say that God is immutable. M being not or a negative like impossible, not possible. M, mutable, God is not capable of changing. You kind of hear another word that we use, mutate, right? God doesn't mutate. He doesn't change. He doesn't evolve. He isn't one way this year and a different way next year. God is immutable. He does not change. You change. I change. We mutate, right? We, we become something different. We grow. We learn. Uh, we become more than we used to be. Sometimes we become less than we used to be, right? The, the growing, pro the aging process sometimes does that. Not God. God doesn't grow into more. God does not grow into less, God does not change. Do you remember the name God gave himself when he was speaking to Moses? And Moses said, who should I tell them is sending me uh, to Pharaoh? And God said, tell them 
Yahweh is sending you. I am. Not I become, not I change, not I grow, not I learn. I am. God doesn't change. A Dutch theologian wrote, Every creature is continually becoming. It is changeable, constantly striving, seeks rest and satisfaction, and finds this rest in God, in Him alone, for only He, only God, is pure being and no becoming. God is being without becoming. He's not evolving. He's not growing. He's not changing. There's no becoming with God. He is simply being. He is I am. I want to go to one of the Psalms. This is Psalm chapter 102. And uh, if you open up your Bible, at, at the top of that chapter, there's a title for Psalm 102. And your version is going to say something similar to mine. It says, a prayer of an afflicted person who has grown weak and pours out a lament before the Lord. So this is someone who has struggled. Something has happened in this person's life. They are afflicted. They're discouraged. Something has changed in their life. And they're responding to that change. They're responding to that discouragement and frustration. And I want to go close to the end of the chapter. This is verse 25. In the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands, they will perish, they'll change. But you, speaking of God, remain. You're consistent. You don't change. They will all wear out like a garment. They change. Like clothing, you will change them, and they will be discarded, but you remain the same. And your years will never end listen if you're happy today or, or if you're sad today for, from what you've experienced in 2020 however that's affected you whatever changes that's made in you if you're excited about the the outcome of the election or if you're discouraged about the outcome of the election if you're hopeful or if you're feeling hopeless no matter how you've changed today God has not changed. He is the same. He is consistent. He is steady. Like if your life right now, for whatever reason, feels like quicksand, like it's, like it's sucking you down, God is a rock. He is stable. He is dependable. He has not changed. Nothing in 2020 has changed God. Nothing from this past week or this election has, will change God, regardless of how it's changed you, regardless of how it's changed me, nothing has changed God. God affirms this in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, as he's speaking to the prophet. He just declares very clearly, I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. Whatever's happening in the world, God is not change James over in the New Testament chapter 1 verse 17 is writing every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows as this, as the sun makes its arc across the sky each day our, our shadows lengthen and and shorten they fall at different angles sometimes they're in front of us sometimes they're behind us they're moving God says I'm not like that shadow 
I'm not constantly moving and changing, not evolving. Uh, I'm not moving around. I'm steady. I'm consistent. We just celebrated Halloween, right? One of the ways we increase the creepy effect of haunted houses are are halloween is shadows that are moving right when when it's dark and there's there's a light and shadows are moving around it it creates the uncertainty of what is about to happen the the perception that that something could jump out right that's what shadows do they shift they move they they create uncertainty god says that's not me i am the eternal consistent light that shines day in and day out i don't change nothing on earth will ever change god no matter what's changed for us this year god has not changed and and think about this and i don't want you to react to this or i don't post anything in the comments yet just let this settle for a little bit give this a day or two uh, to 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 work through to to process but i want you to think about this god isn't angrier this sunday than he was last sunday he hasn't changed. You might be. You might be angry. You, you may have been glued to the television all this week. You may, you may have been wanting ballots to come in or stop coming in or counts to shift or not shift. You may have been glued to all of that this whole week as I was, as I was watching this unfold during, during this election. And that may have created anger in you. You may be angrier this Sunday than you were last Sunday. God is not angrier today than he was last Sunday. God, last Sunday, God was holy and just and righteous. You know what God is this Sunday? He's holy and just and righteous your emotions may have changed god god hasn't changed and 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 i would say the opposite as well you know what god isn't happier this sunday than he was last sunday god is not in heaven angry at how the election turned out and god's not in heaven happier at the way the election turned out he he hasn't changed god was loving and good and full of joy last sunday god is loving and good and full of joy this sunday god was accomplishing his purposes in the world last sunday god's accomplishing his purposes in the world this sunday see here's what here's what we want sometimes we don't admit it we want god to react the way we react we want god to share our emotions. If I'm angry, I want God to be angry. If I'm happy, then I just assume God must be happy like I am. As a matter of fact, he must be happier because I'm happier than I was or I'm angrier than I was. So God must have dialed that emotion up in himself. God does not respond to our emotions with his emotions. And and, and the... I mean, the truth of the matter is, although we may want that in the moment, it's really not what we need, if we're honest. I mean, do you honestly want a God who is on the same emotional roller coaster as you are? I don't, I, I don't want a God that's on the same emotional roller coaster than I am. I want a steady God. I want a consistent God. I want a rock. Right? I mean... Aren't you glad 
that God hasn't been up and down the emotional roller coaster in 2020 like all of us have? Aren't you glad that God has been consistent in his being this whole time? Aren't you glad that God wasn't in heaven pacing all this week during the election, biting his fingernails? Aren't you glad that God wasn't getting angrier when he saw the election results? Aren't you glad that God wasn't getting happier when he saw the election results? Aren't you glad he's God who rules over all things for all time? Aren't you glad God didn't have to apologize for a tweet he sent out when he was in a bad mood? That's not God. Listen, God sees our emotions, but God doesn't share our emotions. God sees our emotions. God comes alongside of us. God ministers to us. God understands emotions. God feels emotions. It's just he doesn't share your emotions. God doesn't adopt your emotions about any given circumstance in the world or in your God doesn't adopt my emotion. Right? He understands we're emotional beings. He comes to us. He understands emotions. God doesn't share our emotions every time we get angry about something or every time we get happy about something. God is unchanging, right? And, and, and again, the, the reality is I don't want God to be that way. I, 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 when my emotions are all over the place, I need a God who is a rock. I, I think at the time, God, I want you to fly off the handle like I'm flying off. I want you to be mad like I'm mad. I want you to be happy like I'm At the time, I think, yeah, I want that God. But the if I step back, I know what I need when my emotions are all over the place is I, I need a God who's steady. I need a God who's a rock. I want a God who's dependable. I don't need a God who freaks out every time I freak out. That God's not going to do me any good. I need a stable God that I can grab onto when my life is changing and know that he's not changing. The writer of Hebrews uses this phrase for God. He says that God is an anchor for the soul. He's an anchor for the soul. Man, you can, you can, you can dig your life into him and he's not going to move. Now, you know when you most need an anchor? You need an anchor when everything on the surface is going crazy when the winds are blowing and the waves are high and the ship is battered that's when you need to know even though my life seems out of control I am connected to someone who's steady I'm connected to someone who won't change and won't let go. And however my ship is being moved around by the waves of this life, I'm connected to a God who doesn't change. And because of that, because I can be connected to that God, I think God can teach us to be unchanged. Not unchanged in the way that he's unchanged. I, I don't mean that. Not immutable in the strong sense that God is immutable. But I think the longer I'm connected to this steady rock that is God, the steadier my life can become. The more I can reflect that characteristic of the God 
that I said, listen to the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Stand firm. We tossed about by every wind that blows through the world, every wind that blows through the culture, every two years or every four years when there's an election. Don't let that blow you around. My brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. And if you read that chapter, Paul's been talking about death the whole time. And Paul's been talking about our, our glorious resurrected body that we're going to have one day on the other side of death there's all this great stuff that's coming for us so if you can look at death and stand firm you can look at anything and stand firm Paul seems to be saying like not even death should shake you and I get it we're human we're fallible we're not unchanging in the way that God's unchanging but Paul says it is possible to live in a world that's constantly changing and to stand firm to walk steady to be grounded in the rock that is our heavenly father listen the whims of this world is going to shift, right? The wind's going to blow. The people of this world, they're going to move from one extreme to another. And so many people in this world are moved, blown around by the latest thing, the latest worry, the latest concern, the latest catastrophe wouldn't it be great if they had somebody in their life who was just steady who was stable who was grounded emotionally spiritually in the rock of God and they're not infallible and they're not completely immutable but they live out this life steady grounded I'm sure you've seen videos like I have uh, first responders who have to rescue someone from a flood, a flash flood or a raging river. And the way they do it, they, according to the videos I've seen, is they tie themselves to something that is stable so that they can help the person who is in danger of being swept away. We, as followers of God, we should be anchored to the immutable, immovable, unchanging God so that we can wade into the waters. We can wade into the current, holding on to the one who is steady and being a source of confidence, being, being a, an anchor for those who are struggling. Listen, what the world needs right now, what the church needs are more people who are so anchored in the unchanging God that they become a stability. They become a rock for the people who are tossed by the waves. Listen, if, I, if, if our emotions, if, if our outlook, if our hopes are driven by who gets elected and who doesn't, 
then we're just one more person floundering in the waves of this world. We're just one more person floundering. If we're counting on this world to say, this world to be a rock for us, we're going to always be disappointed. Here's what we need to do. We need to remember that God has not changed. He is unchanged. And if I'm committed to Him, if I'm tethered to Him, that I can be immovable as well. I, 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 I can be steady as well. And maybe, maybe I, I should take my eyes off of the shifting waves of this world and put them back on a sovereign, unchanging God. Maybe I should live as if God really can be depended on no matter what's changing down here. Because here's what I know, this world's going to keep changing. That's not going to stop. The world's going to keep changing we we don't know what's next we we don't know what uh, what's next in the coronavirus we we don't know what's next as far as politicians and uh, this world is going to keep changing we need the steady confidence in a god who never changes there is a name above all names and he does not change therefore my brothers and sisters my Dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. God, remind us, however we're feeling today, whatever our emotions have been this past week or this past year, remind us that you don't change. You don't change. You're not like shifting shadows. You're the bright, consistent, eternal light that shines true all the time and because we're connected to you God we can stand firm we can be true we can be a steady voice we can be a steady life in the midst of all the chaos and so I know that there are people on the other side of this video who are very hopeful at the recent turn of events, who are very energized at the recent turn of events, who feel relieved at the recent election. And on the other side of this video, there are people who are discouraged and frustrated and perhaps angry and disappointed and maybe even fearful about what's gonna happen. Remind all of us, remind all of us that our hope is not in this world or its systems. Our hope is in an unchanging God. May we be tied, committed to him. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.